Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Consumer Review Report. I'm Diane Rebecca here on WMCK.FM, a service of Tube City Online, Tube City Community Media, Inc. Heard Sunday at 4 p.m., Tuesday at noon, and Thursday at 9 a.m. All right, for those of you who are new to the show, we deal with consumer issues. We'll have reviews of products on the, on the show. We'll talk about some recalls at times. Um, and basically just talk about product and services. And uh, whether there are scams out there to look out for. Things like that. So, this week on the show, uh, I thought I'd talk about something that I'm not particularly good at. And so could use the benefit of some knowledge. And this subject is how to complain well and get results. Now, when I say complain well, I mean if you have a problem with a product or service and you have to call and, uh, you know, get some results, uh, whatever has happened as a result of using that product or service uh, I myself don't I don't have the patience to talk to people on the phone um, as far as you know getting a complaint resolved Um, so I just sort of give in to whatever the company doesn't want to do to correct the problem and then I just change who I do business with and um, you know, just to get off the phone and not have to deal with it any longer than necessary. Um, my husband, on the other hand, can complain to a business for hours if necessary. Uh, he'll be wanting to talk to this supervisor and the one over that one, writing to them via email and social media. Uh, and so with that patience, he usually gets a very satisfactory result from whatever company he's dealing with. But I mean, should you have to spend that much time to try to get, you know, whatever you need resolved? I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. But uh, he he has the patience to go through it. So, uh, so whenever we have a problem in that department, he gets the job of complaining. However, maybe people out there don't have the benefit of an expert complaining spouse. So we'll hear tips on how to complain from the January issue of Consumer Report magazine in an article titled How to Complain Well and Get Results, written by Kevin Doyle. Uh, We'll also listen to more tips from USAGov. Next, after that, for our second segment of the show... Since the coronavirus has hit us, there's uh, a big concern now of hand sanitizers and masks, things that we never really thought twice about before. Uh, However, there have been these items coming onto the market recently, but for the consumer, the consumer never knowing, are these items scams or legit? Um, So we'll take a listen at whether... The As Seen on TV items, Hanvana Foam Sanitizer, and the Breathe Pure Disposable Masks are scams or legit. And we'll also listen to the Hanvana Foam Sanitizer review from TV Stuff Reviews, 
they'll let us know if it really works or, you know, maybe not to waste your money. So we'll listen to that. That's the second segment of the show. And again, uh, I... I will save the recent recalls for the end of the show if we have time. But if I don't, the recent recalls can be found on my Facebook page at Consumer Review Report. Or you can go directly to www.recalls.gov recent. All right. But there is one recall that I should mention. This was on April 21st. Yeah. April 21st, um, Subaru is recalling certain 2019 Impreza, Outback, Legacy, and Ascent vehicles. And the reason for this was the low-pressure fuel pump may become inoperative. If the low-pressure fuel pump fails, the engine may stall without the ability to restart the vehicle, increasing the risk of a crash. So that's uh, probably a pretty important one. And I think I read somewhere, if you go to the www.recalls.gov slash recent and you go to the Subaru section, I think, um, they said they will start sending out the recall notices in June to come in. If you have a Subaru in one of those models, you can go and get that taken care of. All right. Um. All right, so here we are. <clears throat> We're going to go ahead and um, go to a video called How to Complain About Customer Service, or actually about bad customer service. And this is posted by Sunil Don. Now, I don't know who this person is, but I listened to the video, and it was pretty sound advice. So let's go ahead and see what he has to say about that. You've spent your hard-earned money on a service, be it a hotel or a restaurant, and received poor service. You have every reason to be upset and even angry. Don't let it go so easily. You owe it to yourself and future customers to speak up. Here are three ways you can do so. Number one, give direct feedback. It can be difficult for most people to give direct feedback to the person who has given you the bad experience. They could have been rude, discourteous, or just unprofessional. Ask to speak to their immediate supervisor or boss. Be direct, but also not too harsh, because you never know why that person may have been having a bad day. Number two, write a strongly worded letter. Take your time and let your emotions settle down. Write a direct letter to the organization stating what happened and why you were unsatisfied. You will nearly always receive a reply. Number three, utilize social media. The social media revolution has completely transformed how executives and corporations view their customers. In the past, it was easy to just shove aside or silence any complaints. Now, there are countless stories of companies that have been forced to back down on harsh and terrible policies due to the negative publicity they have gained when someone kicked up a fuss on their blog, Facebook or Twitter. Complaining and being firm does not come naturally for many people. It can be done in a calm and professional way without losing your temper or flying off the handle. Remember, it's the only way that things ever improve. Okay, so that is pretty much the synopsis of um, what is going to be on this in this article by Consumer Report Magazine, How to Complain Well and Get Results. 
You know, if you're sick of companies giving you the runaround when you have a problem with billing or product performance, learn how to get your complaints taken seriously and solved quickly. This was written by Kevin Doyle. Consumers have been frustrated by dismissive, unfair, and otherwise unacceptable customer service since the dawn of commerce. One of the earliest recorded complaints was lodged in 1750 BC by a Babylonian demanding a refund from a merchant who sent him copper ingots of inferior quality. What do you take me for that you treat somebody like me with such contempt? The unhappy customer asked in an entreaty that was engraved into a clay tablet but would not be out of place in one of today's online product reviews. People eventually put their complaints on paper and then moved on to the telephone and email, but little else changed in the intervening 3,000 years. Now, however, social media and other forms of technology are beginning to radically reshape the customer service landscape, giving consumers powerful new tools to solve problems and make themselves heard. In CR's informal poll, online chat was the second most popular way to reach a company after the phone. Apart from social media, companies are increasingly using other technologies to interact with customers. While some of these, such as web chats, (coughs) have the potential to improve service, others are raising concerns about privacy and fairness because they rely on data that may be inaccurate. With so many ways to reach out to companies, from calling to chatting to email to posting on Facebook and Twitter, it pays to know how they can work for you and potentially against you. Decades of discontented consumers have had it. More than half of Americans report that they've had a problem with a product or service in the past year. Of those, more than half said they were extremely or very upset by the experience and a third reported feeling anxious, betrayed, or sad about it, according to the 2017 Customer Rage Study, conducted biannually by the consulting firm Customer Care Measurement and Consulting and the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University. Moreover, uh, the study found that only 18% of people who've complained about problems were completely satisfied with the action the company took to resolve them. That sorry satisfaction rate isn't something new. It's actually somewhat lower than the 22% of respondents who reported being completely satisfied 41 years ago. Still, while the issues you might expect, waiting endlessly on hold, dealing with faulty voice recognition, Jumping through hoops to cancel a service are the source of many woes. Experts say much of our present dissatisfaction stems from a complicated confluence of factors. There's also been a shift to self-service because the basic questions we use to call about are easily answered by referring to the FAQ section of the company's website or by watching a YouTube video. Experts say our discontent also may be linked in part to a handful of companies that have raised the customer service bar so high that we've come to expect a similar level of care from everyone we do business with. Yeah, I do agree with that because um, an example of that 
would be probably Amazon for me because uh, I've gotten always satisfaction from Amazon if I've had to return something or, you know, uh, the shipping. I mean, if they say it's going to be there in a day, it generally is. And on on occasion, they have uh, delivered my package next door. And if I call to complain, they pretty much fixed it. Um, so then now with the coronavirus that's coming along, um, when we don't see that level of service from Amazon or from like other places that we might, you know, order from, maybe let's say Walmart, uh, you know, it is kind of a culture shock, but you have to, I guess, be understanding about it in the time that we are in right now. But if the service did not go back to normal, when we go back to normal after this is all said and done, then, yes, I think we would be disappointed, you know, if the level of service is not up to where it was. Okay, so the article goes on to sort of tell you how to complain. So the first thing is when to tweet, post, or chat. When a company lets us down, most consumers, particularly those 35 and older, turn to the phone, according to the annual survey by the information technology firm Dimension Data. In an informal poll conducted by CR on Facebook and Twitter, a large majority of respondents said they prefer to contact a company by phone when they had a complaint, while only a small fraction said social media was their first choice. Of course, calling can come with its own frustrations, including phone trees, an eternity spent on hold, and being ping-ponged from person to person. The customer rage study found that people are referred to a different contact 75% of the time they reach out to a company to complain, with customer satisfaction dropping each time. In the CR poll, an online chat was the second most popular way to reach a company after the phone. It's true that response times, especially for basic questions, may be much quicker using a web chat than contacting a company by phone or email, but none of the CR members or customer service experts we talked with said that chatting was any more effective. Social media lagged far behind phone calls emails, and web chats for a vast majority of people in CR's informal poll and the Dimension Data report. But it appears to be a powerful secret weapon when it comes to customer service, many experts and consumers say. Why Social Media Succeeds Feedback from many CR members suggests that social media can be a highly effective way to resolve customer complaints, even when other approaches fail. 84% of consumers who posted complaints on social media used Facebook, 26% used Twitter, according to the Customer Rage Study. CR members reported success with both platforms and typically used the one where they were active. And there's no doubt that having a massive social media following may help you get a company's attention as Kim Kardashian West did last May when she tweeted a complaint about the Jack in the Box chain to her 62 million followers. 
The company responded within 24 minutes, but given that none of the many CR members who have resolved problems using social media have celebrity-level followings, being well-connected can work to your advantage but is certainly not a requirement. 84% of consumers who posted complaints on social media used Facebook. Okay, so how to get satisfaction. Social media can be a powerful tool to resolve consumer problems, but it's far from foolproof. Indeed, a growing number of companies use chatbot technology to automatically respond to messages on social media, which means that in initial exchanges, at least, you might not be communicating with a customer service representative at all. But for some people, a response from a company through social media is good enough even when the company isn't able to resolve the problem. So, they give you some tips on the different social media platforms, Facebook, how to use it. You may be able to post directly on a company's Facebook page. You can also send a direct message by sending the send message. Or I'm sorry, it says you can also send a direct message by using the send message message button under the cover photo. Posts will be visible to your friends and may appear in the company's timeline. Direct messages will not be visible to anyone but the company. So, to send messages from your phone, download the Facebook Messenger app. Alright? So, the pros of using Facebook. Chances are you're already using Facebook so there's no learning curve. Uh, The con the company can hide feedback in its timeline without the poster knowing. Keep in mind, to maximize visibility, CR member Joey Davis recommends posting your query or complaint as a comment to an advertisement or other post from the brand. I know the last thing a company wants on an ad meant to generate revenue is a testimonial from a user with problems, he says. All right, so... There you go. Post your query or complaint as a comment to an advertisement or other posts from the brand. And then that way, other people will also see it as well. And then um, they'll, they'll probably hurry up and help you with your problem because... Now, I don't know if that's something they can take away or take down or if you could take that down later when they solve your problem. I don't know, but... That's uh, one way to get their attention. So how about Twitter? How to use that? Most companies have public profile pages that are easy to find using Twitter's search function. You can tweet a message by clicking on the blue tweet button or the feather icon and typing into the pop-up that appears. You're limited to 280 characters. Now here's the pro uh, for using Twitter. Tweets can't be deleted by companies other than their own, so they're generally considered to be more public than Facebook comments. Okay, so tweets made by other people cannot be deleted by the companies. Only the company's own tweets can be deleted. So they're there forever. Um, And then the con, uh, some may find Twitter less intuitive to use than Facebook which I don't understand that because I actually like Twitter over Facebook. I, I don't 
I don't. Sometimes I don't understand Twitter or the Facebook at all. But Twitter is pretty easy unless you have something to say that is more than 280 characters. That's another con. Um, you know, you're limited to 280 characters. But I actually like Twitter better than Facebook. So keep in mind when you're using Twitter, after your initial tweet, companies will probably request that you communicate with them via direct messages. These are hidden from public view and aren't limited to 280 characters. In order to receive direct messages from a company, you need to follow it or activate the receive messages from anyone setting. So activate the receive messages from anyone setting. Now, to do this, go to direct messages under the privacy and safety tab. Also, if you send a message to a company using the tweet button, it will appear only in the timelines of people who follow both you and the company. To make the tweet more public, don't begin the tweet with the name of the company. Instead, place it within a phrase in the tweet. Uh, for example, I've been bumped by at overbooked air. Help. The tweet will then appear in the timeline of everyone who follows you. Okay. So that's some help, something helpful to uh, use in your complaining uh, about a product or service. Now, <clears throat> here's some social strategies. Beware of scam accounts. Some Facebook and Twitter accounts have names that sound like the customer service pages of large companies, but are not. They may have been created by imposters to get sensitive information such as credit card numbers. Always look for a checkmark next to the name of the account. It verifies that it's valid and was created by the company. Target the right account. After you find an official account, Make sure it's one the company actively monitors. So, how to do that on Facebook? Read the About pane. If it says how long it takes for the company to respond, you'll know it monitors the page for feedback. You can also click on the About link on the left side of the page, where companies often lift, list the best way to contact them. The response time may also be noted in the pop-up that appears when you click on the send message button. If the page doesn't have that button, the company may not monitor the page for comments. Now on Twitter, read the bio at the top of the page, which may say whether the account is monitored for questions and complaints and, if not, the correct account to contact. Also look at the tweets and replies tab to see how responsive the company is. Large companies that actively monitor Twitter may reply to customer tweets several times a minute. If you don't see replies, you may want to choose another way to contact the company. Protect yourself. Don't post reservation numbers, telephone numbers, or other private or sensitive information on Facebook or Twitter pages. Sending them via the Send Message button or Messenger app on Facebook or by direct message by clicking on the envelope icon on Twitter is less risky, but not without danger. Never, under any circumstances, send credit card information by social media. Stick to the facts. Embellishing will diminish your credibility and could even expose you to legal action. Keep your complaint focused on the facts and also provide documentation. Keep your cool. Companies will have a record of your interactions and may be less inclined to be helpful if they see 
you've been abusive in the past. All right, so that was from the January issue of Consumer Report, written by Kevin Doyle. And so um, hopefully uh, that will help you. Now we've got some more tips, probably basically the same going on. Yeah, I have a little cat. Rat, cats are wrestling on the bed there, so if you hear that in the background, <laughs> yelling and hissing. <laughs> That's what's going on. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so hopefully they'll run away and uh, the noise will stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> how to file a complaint? USA Gov. Okay, so off they go. All right, how to file a complaint? This was posted by USA Gov slash archive. All right, so let's see what they have to say about filing a complaint. How to file a complaint. A simple guide to help you file a complaint in case you have a legitimate problem when buying an item or service. And with you today, <clears throat> Professor Know-It-All. Okay, Professor Know-It-All, go ahead. Thank you, thank you. Well, let me tell you, if you have a problem with a purchase, the first thing you should do is complain to all your friends on social media. Oh, not at all. I have the Consumer Action Handbook here and it says that the first thing you should do is inform the seller about the problem. Most complaints are actually resolved that way. And do it as soon as possible because some stores offer limited time for returns and refunds. If your problem is not resolved on the first try, ask to speak with a supervisor or manager. Sometimes it's just a matter of knowing who to talk to in order to resolve the issue. Well, that's what I was saying. So in other words, if you didn't like the final score of the game you watched last night, you should complain immediately so you can get your money back. No, it doesn't work that way. I think I'll need to be more clear. Look, Professor, if for example you buy a television set and you carefully take it home, then you unpack it and the screen is cracked, then you should make a complaint at the place where it was purchased. And if I didn't like the game that I watched on that television, can I return it? He'll never understand. Back to the topic of how to file a complaint. You should meet my friend Luis. <laughs> He's an expert at complaining. Professor, so if the complaint is not resolved after contacting the seller, you should begin a formal process by writing to the business in question and express your complaint following these recommendations. 1. Start by keeping a record of everything that's happened. 2. Contact the seller or manufacturer. Explain the problem in detail but be brief and to the point and state whether you want a refund or exchange and how long you're willing to wait for a response. Don't be threatening or rude. That won't help you. Provide your name, address and your phone number so they can contact you. 3. If the problem does not get resolved, there are various other options that you can consider, like contacting trade associations or national consumer organizations. 4. You can also contact local or state consumer protection offices or the closest BBB. Oh yes, of course. Big bad business. No, Professor. The BBB is a Better Business Bureau, which is a non-profit organization that helps resolve consumer complaints. Now everything is starting to become clear. If I have a complaint about a product that I've purchased, I should call to complain. And if it's not resolved, I should write to the seller. And if it's still not resolved, I should contact the closest consumer protection agency. Very good, that's right. And by the way, there are also small claims courts in case none of these options resolve the problem. Is it clear now, Professor? Crystal clear. Professor, if you have any more questions, visit USA.gov. They will guide you to find contact information for businesses and manufacturers and a sample letter of complaint. 
You can also download or request a free copy of the Consumer Action Handbook for more tips. Okay, but I have one more question. Yes? About the handbook or about how to file a complaint? No, not that. I want to know if we're done because I'm running a little late for the game. Yes, Professor. But remember, for more information and to request our free Consumer Action Handbook, visit USA.gov or in Spanish at gobiernousa.gov. Okay, so that concludes our How to Complain Well segment and get results. Uh, I hope uh, at least something will help you if you have a problem with a product or service that you have used and you need some kind of satisfaction. Hopefully we gave you enough tips to have a good uh, result. All right, on to the next segment of our show. As I've talked about, um, of course, we are in the midst of the coronavirus crisis. And, uh, you know, hand sanitizers and masks, these are things that we didn't even think twice about before all this started happening. And now uh, people are coming out on the market with, you know, hand sanitizers and masks and they have a couple of as seen on TV items that came to market recently about in March, I guess. Um, and some people are thinking to themselves, well, is this a scam? Are they legit? You know, uh, we've never heard of these companies before coming out. And then, you know, they're, they're trying to sell these things that, you know, we need at the moment. So we have to be, you know, vigilant in you know, whether these people are trying to scam us or whatnot. So the two uh, items, as seen on TV, items that I saw that was recently on the market is one is called Hand Vanda, Hand Vanna. That's H-A-N-D-V-A-N-A foam sanitizer. And then there is the Breathe Pure Disposable Masks. All right. So first, uh, we'll take a listen at the commercial for the Hand Vanna Foam Sanitizer because they claim to have no alcohol in it and they have other things to clean your hands that's more natural, I guess. So why don't we go ahead and take a look at that commercial and see what they say about their product. Watching the news these days can be scary. Experts advise keeping your hands sanitary is one of the most important things you can do. But sanitizers can dry out your hands to a scaly mess. Introducing HydroClean Hand Sanitizer by Henbana, based right here in the USA. We started with an ingredient from an FDA-registered facility that kills 99.9% of germs. So trusted, it's used for surgical prep in hospitals. Then we added three powerful hydrating ingredients, 100% pure coconut oil, soothing aloe vera, and hyaluronic acid found in the world's most expensive skincare stores. Hanvana is the only sanitizer with this extraordinary combination. Here's the best part. Most people only apply gel sanitizer to their palms like this. We made HydroClean into an amazing foam so you can easily spread it around your entire hand, even between your fingers for complete coverage. There's germs at school, on the bus. With HydroClean, we know that we don't have to worry. That's the best part. HydroClean uses the same active ingredients as found in hospital pre-op care, but it's the added moisturizers that make it my recommendation. 
Schools, hospitals, restaurants, your car, your work, anywhere you go, Hanvana is there for you and your family. HydroClean is synthesized in the USA in an FDA-registered facility. Okay, so that is the commercial for the Hanvana foam sanitizer. Now, they just came out with it, I think, in March, of course, when all the... Uh, so, you know, all of this started. So and there was also some rumors, uh, you know, kind of going around about this product. I mean, whether it was a scam, whether it was legit. And so TV Stuff Reviews posted a video called Hanvana Foam Scam or Legit. So I guess they're going to bunk uh whether it is a scam or legit and now and uh so let's go ahead and listen to the video audio to see is it a scam or legit you probably noticed a lot of commercials lately for a new product called Hanvana HydroClean. There has been a ton of controversy over this product lately. A lot of people out there are calling it a scam. We're going to discuss in under one minute whether it is a scam or not and why there is so much controversy. First of all, people are voicing their opinions about how upset they are that this company seems to be capitalizing on the public's fear of the new pandemic. They only registered their domain name, healthvanafoam.com, on the 12th of March, 2020. On March 28th, the legal owners of the Healthvana trademark issued a legal notice to the company ordering they cease and desist using their trademark. Their website was quickly taken down. A query of internet archives shows the website on the 27th of March having the name Healthvana. It is safe for us to assume that the product was quite successful as on the 30th of March, the domain name HanvanaFoam.com was registered. A similar looking website sprung up quite Quite quickly. The hand sanitizing foam contains no alcohol, even though the CDC recommends that hand sanitizer contain at least 60% alcohol. Anvana foam likely does work as there are other substances which can be used to kill germs. TVStuffReviews.com goes into this extensively, providing a ton of information on Hanvana, HydroClean, HydroClean gel, HydroClean foam, and I'm sure if they develop any more products, they'll show up on TV Stuff Reviews as well because the website has over 5,000 as-seen-on-TV product reports. So to answer the question, is Hanvana Foam a scam? No, it's not a scam. They had a rough start with trademark infringement. The general population is more comfortable with hand sanitizer which contains alcohol. A lot of people are unhappy at the timing of the release of their product. They are providing people with hand sanitizer at a time that it is almost impossible to obtain. It. Please give us a thumbs up if you like this video or if it helped you at all we'd really appreciate it do you still think all right so they're saying it is legit uh, even though they have different ingredients in it other than alcohol to clean your uh hands so uh, tv stuff reviews also posted a video on a review of hand van vana i guess it's pronounced hand vana foam review that's what they posted. And honestly, I could not find any more reviews on any, you know, uh, websites. I don't even know if Walmart's selling it um, or Amazon. I went to Amazon. I don't think they're selling it. Uh, so I couldn't find any more reviews. But TV Stuff reviews uh, are pretty good. So let's see what they had to say about the Hanvana foam review and whether or not 
that they might have a, a legitimate product that works. So let's take a listen. Hand Vana. This is a foaming hand sanitizer, you guys. I don't know how I feel about that already. But then I went to the website and it wasn't $9.95. Feels a little sticky, like maybe it leaked. So I paid over $20 for this one bottle of sanitizer. And then here's all the ingredients on the back. Of course, I'll include a close-up picture of this, but just so you can see it. So it did take quite a bit of time for it to arrive. I mean, it says odorless. I feel like webbed fingers. I don't like that. It's $20 for seven ounces of hand sanitizer. A little crazy, a little expensive. I feel a little taken advantage of. aka the feisty fit yogi on both facebook and instagram be sure to head on over and give me a follow today i'm back with another tv stuff review be sure to like this video down below by giving it a thumbs up subscribe to our channel and even click the little bell in the corner that way you're gonna get notifications each time we post a new video and you'll never miss a thing but today i'm back with a brand new product Hand Vana. This is a foaming hand sanitizer, you guys. It says that it's odor-free, hydro-clean hand sanitizer, uses some sort of benzocolonium chloride, I don't know, but that is what they replace alcohol with, so it's not as harsh on your skin, but it is still FDA FDA approved, killing 99.9% .9 of germs, fast-acting foam technology, sanitize and soften with moisturizing coconut oil, aloe vera, and hyaluronic acid. I hope I pronounced everything right. Sorry if I did not. But here's what the bottle looks like. It is seven fluid ounces. Um, and then you have all of those ingredients there on the back. Of course, I will include close-up pictures of that. But I wanted to say a few things before we get into actually reviewing the product. I ordered it on April 6th, you guys, and probably midday. I got it delivered to me late in the day on April 22nd. So it did take quite a bit of time for it to arrive. Kind of a long time to wait for some hand sanitizer, especially right now. I wanted this stuff yesterday and the day before and the day before. That was a long time to wait. Also, another thing I will say, after tax and shipping and all that good stuff, I paid over $21 for this one bottle of hand sanitizer. It was $14.99 plus $6.99 shipping and handling. So I don't know about you guys, but I think that's a little, little crazy, a little expensive. I feel a little taken advantage of. They know this stuff isn't on the shelves and the stores, so they're gonna charge you a little bit extra because they know that you need it. They know that you're gonna pay it, and I personally don't like that. I saw it advertised for as low as $9.95 and was like, hey, 10 bucks for some hand sanitizer. I know I can go get little ones and it's a lot cheaper, but you can't really find those right now. So whatever, I'll pay 10 bucks for some hand sanitizer. But then I went to the website and it wasn't $9.95. The $9.95 was referring to if I bought, I can't remember if it was two or three bottles, but if you bought more than one, then yeah, if you did the math in the end, it worked out to about 10 bucks a bottle. But that's not what I was getting. I was getting one bottle for $15. Then in other places on their website, they took it as low as 
$4.95 for the price, you guys. And this was referring to if you got the big old gallon, which yeah, right now, maybe you'll get the gallon, but I felt a little cheated and a little tricked thinking that it was $9.95 or $4.95 when in all reality it was $15 and after tax and shipping was over 21 bucks and took me well over a week to get this delivered. So just something to remember, just wanna throw that out there. Also, they did some rebranding. They were, I wanna say, Health Vana and now it is Hand Vana. So in looking them up, make sure that you look for that. On some of the paperwork that came with the product, it tells you to go to hempvana.com, but this product itself is called Handvana. They do have other products. I've actually reviewed some of them in the past, so be sure to check those videos out down below. So let's take a look at some of the paperwork it came with. It was just shoved in a standard envelope with all of this. There was some absolute junk in there, like advertisements for diamonds, no thank you. Um, more junk there on the bottom of that. You have the purchasing policy, return policy, and refund policy. I'll make sure to include a close-up picture of this, just so you guys have that as well. And then your consumer rights in the agreement. But there was this letter in there. It's clearly just hand-typed on a regular piece of paper, and it says, important facts. Incredible formula. Hanvana HydroClean, trademarked, is the only sanitizer in the world to use an extraordinary combination of an ingredient from an FDA registered facility that kills 99.9% .9 of germs with amazing four ingredients, hemp seed oil, coconut oil, aloe vera, and hyaluronic acid. Found in expensive skincare stores. And yes, it says, found in expensive skincare stores. It feels different because it is different. After application, HydroClean will feel slightly sticky for approximately 30 seconds while it is drying. Once dried, your hands will feel soft and smooth. It is completely odor free. Keep your hands clean. Wash your hands often with soap and water for 20 seconds. If soap and water are not readily available, use sanitizer. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, mouth, and mouth with unwashed hands. Always, especially right now. FDA ruling on April 11th, 2019, the FDA issued a final rule on safety and effectiveness of consumer hand sanitizers. In that ruling, the FDA specifically named three ingredients that could be used in hand sanitizers. Benzylacolonium chlorine, chloride? used in hand fauna hydroclean or you have the ethyl alcohol and the isopropyl alcohol um they do not use alcohol they use that benzo whatever instead in this why they choose not to use alcohol alcohol can be drying dry skin can crack making it more susceptible to infection alcohol-based hand sanitizers are a class one flammable substance with a dangerous flash point of less than 100 degrees fahrenheit and alcohol-based sanitizers ingested by children can cause serious adverse effects. For you and your family, you'll love how easily hand Vana HydroClean spreads over your hands and between your fingers. Keep it with you anywhere you go. Remember, hand Vana HydroClean is there for you and your family. Proudly supporting the NYPD with free sanitizer. To order more, please visit hempvana.com. So that's where I got the hemp Vana from earlier. Um, and like I said, it's another product of theirs. But let's try this stuff out. Like I said, it's seven ounces here. 
spent over $20 for it. It just says apply a small amount of foam into palm of hand, rub thoroughly all over surfaces of both hands for 15 seconds. That said 20, this said 15. I feel like everybody on social media and everywhere is saying 40 or 45, so who knows. Allow hands to dry without wiping. Supervise children under six years of age when using this product to avoid swallowing. Okay, store lightly close to the cool dry place. So the outside of the bottle feels a little sticky and that's a little like moisture there in the cap. I don't know if you can even see that here, but it's a little wet in the cap. So something happened during shipping, but whatever. So just going to squirt it in the palm of my hand. It's a small amount. Is that a small amount? I don't know, okay. Rub it all in. It says 20 seconds. Okay, I'll watch the clock on the camera. Well, that said 20, that said 15, so who knows? We'll do 20. Or don't they say sing the birthday song like two times? Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Okay, I think it's been 20 seconds. So it does say that it's going to be sticky for the first 30 seconds after applying it. Let's give it a second. Oh yeah. I don't like that. Ew, even like between my fingers. I feel like webbed fingers. I don't like that. But the smell, it doesn't really have a smell. I mean, it doesn't smell like my hand. I can tell that I put something on but I can't say, oh yeah, that's mint, or that's vanilla, or that's coconut oil. Like, it's like literally that subtle and that light that I don't, I don't know what that is. So maybe they are right, maybe, maybe it is odorless, I don't know. But yeah, it's not powerful, it's not, you know, it's not gonna give you a headache, you probably won't even tell. So that's pretty cool. Okay, it's still a little sticky. Still sticky. <laughs> this is gonna keep doing this. While I'm waiting for the stickiness to go away, I hope everyone is staying home and staying healthy during this crazy time in our world right now. I would love to hear what you guys are doing during quarantine, during lockdown. Are you practicing social distancing? Are you able to find hand sanitizer? Do you prefer hand sanitizer with alcohol? Or would you be okay using something like this? And what do you guys think about the price? Is $20 for this, I don't want to say little bottle, but little bottle of hand sanitizer, is that too much? I kind of think it is. I mean, I realize it's in demand right now, but let's not take advantage of everybody that needs this. Okay, it's slowly going away. Okay, okay, okay. Not bad, not bad. I wrote a little, I wrote a few notes down. I just want to make sure I said everything. So I ordered it on the 6th. I got it on the 22nd. There's no alcohol in it. That little chloride, whatever, is still FDA approved and kills 99.9% .9 of germs. Um, as far as it moisturizing, I'll tell you that in a second. It doesn't smell. I told you that they price gouged me. I told you about the health fauna to the hand fauna and also to go to hemp fauna is what they tell you in this. So we have all kinds of sites that we're gonna go to. So don't get confused um, because they did do that little rebranding there. We do have more videos with other products of them. So be sure to check those out down below or just go to our channel. You better have subscribed to our channel and even click that little bell in the corner. That way you get notifications each time we post a new video. So I'll put that down. 
My hands do feel soft. I will say that. And I did, I don't, I don't have lotion on. I did not put lotion on before because of this specifically. So they do feel a little bit softer and a little bit smoother, maybe silky like, like when you do the paraffin wax, Hey, your hands first feel when they come out of the paraffin wax, that's what they feel like. So that's nice. Um, so yeah, no odor. It does feel smooth. I would probably give Hanvana, I'm going to give them a three out of five, <laughs> three out of five stars for this Hanvana Hydro Clean Foaming Hand Sanitizer. And here's why I'm not happy about the price. <laughs> I don't really like how it's sticky like that right off the bat. And I wasn't happy with how long I had to wait for it. But I do like the fact that it's odorless. I like the fact that it's foam. And I do like the fact that once the stickiness goes away, my hands do feel a little bit softer. So three out of five stars for Hanvana. Let me know how you guys are dealing with this crazy time in history down below. I would love to hear all about it. Also, don't forget, like this video by giving it a thumbs up down below. Subscribe to our channel. Click the little bell in the corner. And until next time, bye y'all. All right, so that was Hanvana Foam uh, made by Hempvana. And uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't have liked the having to wait 30 seconds or however long she had to wait until your hands stopped being sticky. I mean, if you're at work, what are you supposed to do? Put your hands up for 30 seconds or more. It sounds like it took a little bit longer for her hands to stop being sticky uh so yeah i don't think that i you know could possibly wait all 30 seconds every time you apply this to your hands and so and then of course the price yeah the price i mean for a seven ounce bottle if you're gonna pay 20 bucks i don't even know how long a seven ounce bottle would last you uh, depending on how often during the day you used it but yeah, it seemed a little bit pricey to me. And so I probably would not purchase this. I'd just purchase something that I could get at the dollar store uh, that has alcohol in it. And that would probably do the same uh, thing, right? All right. So the other thing we had was Breathe Pure Disposable Masks. They are also uh, as seen on TV items. And they also were uh, seeing if whether this was a scam or legit because these also started coming out on the market very recently. So let's take a listen at TV Stuff Reviews video. Is the Breathe Pure disposable mask, uh, are they scam or are they legit? Let's take a listen. People need items such as hand sanitizers, masks, and gloves, but yet they are sold out everywhere. Companies are able to profit from this pandemic by supplying an item which people are unable to purchase from other, more cost-effective locations. Breathe Pure Disposable Mask is one of those such products. It has the appearance of a surgical mask, but nowhere on its website do they use the word surgical. This is simply just a disposable mask. Unfortunately, we don't know how effective this mask is because the website does not detail what it is made out of or any tests that have been done discussing the size of particles that can make their way through the mask. What we do know is that any mask is pretty well better than no mask as long as you're not constantly putting it on, taking it off, and touching your face. This is not Breathe Pure's first product. They also came out with a product which is advertised to purify the air. As this was their first product, it is simply called Breathe Pure, the same as the brand name itself. The name Breathe Pure 
cure is not new. If you do an internet search, you may mistakenly find an item called Breathe Pure Nasal Air Filters. These are not made by the same company and have been around for quite a few years. They definitely do not replace a mask. A query of the breathepuremask.com domain name shows that it was only registered on the 23rd of March, 2020. So is it a scam? No, it's not a scam. The mask is as advertised. It's a disposable mask. These are the same type of masks that you could get anywhere, such as Amazon or AliExpress, under different brand names or no brand names at all. A mask is better than no mask. So in this difficult time, when it is almost impossible to find a mask, Breathe Pure Mask is a solution, just not the best. For a more detailed report on Breathe Pure Masks, as well as the original Breathe Pure device, you can check out tvstuffreviews.com. If this video helped you at all, please give us a thumbs up. We would really appreciate it. All right, so that's uh, that's two for legit legitimate products out of two. So hopefully, uh, there was no review about the Breathe Pure disposable mask, and you know I'm not sure what exactly you would review. Can you put it on your face? Uh, what the price is? I didn't notice what the price was when I was going through trying to find some stuff on this but uh i'm sure if you put in google breathe pure disposable masks i'm sure you can they'll probably take you right to the website and it'll tell you what prices etc all right so that'll do it for our show this week hope it was informative and uh, if you have any comments on the products or services we have mentioned today or in any other show, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeatsports. Also, if you have any ideas on any products or services you would like to hear on the show, you can also email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. And also remember, uh, I, I have any recent recalls on my Facebook page at Consumer Review Report. So if you're concerned about any products or services that might have been recalled recently, you can either go to my Facebook page at Consumer Review Report, or you can go directly to the website www.recalls.gov recent. All right, so this is the Consumer Review Report on WMCK.FM a service of Tube City Online, Tube City Community Media, Inc., heard Sunday at 4 p.m., Tuesday at noon, and Thursday at 9 a.m. I'm Diane Rebecca, wishing everyone a safe and good week.